you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Have you ever heard the Albert Einstein quote that says, the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know? If that resonates with you, then today's episode is for you, because today we're talking all about curiosity. Welcome back, everyone. Super excited to have you back on the Think on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Jen Fry. And today I want to dive into why curiosity is actually a leadership trait. It's an attribute that we want to not only recognize, but that we also want to cultivate as leaders. Now, if you have ever been around little kids or whether you have your own or babysitting or whatever that looks like, you know that they ask a lot of questions. So take a quick guess. How many questions do you think most kids ask? So I wanted to know. So of course, I turned to the internet and I found research that says that kids between the ages of one and four ask 40,000 questions. It comes out to about 100 a day, 100 questions a day. And once the kids start school, it actually drops off dramatically. The number of questions that we ask changes very, there, there's like a sharp turn there. Now, the average adult asks 25 to 30 questions per day. And I think that's probably actually a little bit on the high end because I don't think most adults intentionally try to be curious. So when we think about being leaders, asking questions, being curious is super important because the truth is, as we age, it's not like we lose the capacity. We don't lose the ability to be curious. It's just that we stop doing it. We stop prioritizing it. And I think we stop having the same wonder that kids have about the world. And as soon as we stop wondering about things, then we lose curiosity. If you've ever been around kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My kids used to ask me all kinds of questions, right? Why is the sky blue? I wonder why that worm is going that direction. I wonder what that dog is thinking. Why do dogs eat the same food every day, right? They have so many different questions because they're trying to figure out their world. And then as adults, I think we start thinking that we have things figured out or we sort of start taking things for granted. Because the opposite of curious is really assumptions, right? The opposite of curiosity is judgment. The opposite of curiosity is knowing. And as adults, sometimes that's part of our job. And as leaders, people turn to us because they want us to know the answers and because they want us to make decisions and because they value our opinions, they value our knowledge. But curiosity doesn't have to mean that we're never in that place. It's another tool that we can pull out of the toolbox and use in our leadership. When we think about curiosity, it's the desire to learn or know something. It's inquisitive. It's wondering. It's figuring things out. Whereas judgment or assumptions gives us binary options like good, bad, right, wrong. Curiosity is open and brings us into possibility. It makes me think of if you've ever been around animals, you know how they kind of like tilt their head to perk up one ear? It's like, huh? That's the curiosity energy. 
It's the energy of when we go somewhere we've never been before. Like think for a minute about maybe a foreign country that you've been to. And you're so curious, you're so interested in the foods they eat and their timing of their meals and the transportation and the signs and everything is just so interesting and fascinating. It's that level of curiosity. But when we go through our day-to-day life, we lose some of that. We just sort of take things for granted, assume that we just sort of know things already, and we don't ask the questions. Now, there's a lot of reasons why we want to be curious, but benefits include increased creativity, better relationships. We actually have, we operate from a higher level of intelligence when we're curious. So why wouldn't we use it? Why wouldn't we want to cultivate that as a strength? And I think there's a lot of different reasons, but here's a few that I've been thinking of. And if you have other ideas about this, I would love for you to email me and tell me why do you think adults aren't curious? And speaking of email, don't forget to sign up for my weekly email list. You can do it over at my website, jenfrycoaching.com. This is where I send you tips, tricks, self-care ideas in one quick short email. I don't want you to put your head down in your email all day. I want you to get back to saving the world. So why do I think adults aren't more curious? Well, I think that there's some, some structural things that stand in our way. When we think about how our schools, how our education set up, education is set up, a lot of times it's set up more for the idea of gaining knowledge rather than being curious. And of course, not all schools, not all systems, but from an institutional perspective, a lot of times that's how it's set up is we're going to bestow this knowledge upon you and now just take it, absorb it, and move on with it instead of teaching us how to be curious, how to wonder. I think sometimes in our communities, maybe asking why wasn't valued. Maybe that was even seen as being rude, uh, especially if you were asking why to someone who was older than you, to an authority figure. We were taught maybe just accept what you've been told and move on. Or if we asked why too many times in our families, maybe we were told to stop asking so many questions. It makes sense then if these are the messages that we're getting that we would lose some of that natural curiosity. I also think there's an element of like self-protection that comes with not being curious and not cultivating curiosity because we don't want people to think we're dumb. We don't want to sit in a meeting and be the only person to raise their hand and ask a question. It doesn't feel good to think, I'm the only one who's not getting this. I'm the only one who has a question. Even though we know Probably if I have this question, it's very likely someone else does too. We probably know that on some level, but it goes against our survival instincts because when we are thinking about surviving, we want to be part of the group. We want to be part of the pack. And as soon as we raise our hands, we are setting ourselves up. We are set aside outside of the pack. And that can be risky. That can be dangerous. I think also we have to consider our race, our gender, our identities, because there could be situations where we have been taught that it is unsafe to ask questions. It is unsafe to raise our hands. It is unsafe to ask why simply because of who we are. So that is to be acknowledged also. And even though we can acknowledge these things and these systems and the reasons why we're not curious, are we willing to take the risk and cultivate it anyway, especially as leaders? 
especially when we're in a place where we can influence others, where we can bring out not only our own curiosity, but also the curiosity of people around us because curiosity helps us to solve problems from creativity. Curiosity allows us to see someone else's perspective. Curiosity asks, I wonder why, instead of judging, blaming, or deciding. So as a coach, one of my fundamental beliefs is that everything we do always makes sense. Now, I'm not saying that I always agree with everything that other people do. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think that humans always have good reasons for doing what they do, whether it's me or you or a coworker or a team member. We're always doing things in a way that makes sense, right? So if I, for example, am afraid of raising my hand in a meeting and you notice, oh, this person doesn't seem to speak up, there is probably a reason behind it. They've been taught not to ask why. They've been taught don't make a scene. They've been taught don't raise your hand. Don't stick out. We don't have to agree with it, but if we approach people that they always make sense, now we can get curious. In order to get curious about other people, though, I think we have to start with ourselves. So have you ever wondered, like, why the heck did I do that? Or why did I say that? I kind of think of, like, this is going to date me a little bit. But if you remember the old Saturday Night Live with Chris Farley, where he used to be like, oh, I'm so stupid. And he kind of would beat himself up about it. It's like if you've ever had that moment after a party or after a meeting and you're laying in bed at night and you're like, oh, I can't believe I did that thing. I remember staying up late at night, replaying every conversation. Like, did I hurt someone's feelings? Should I have said that? Should I have said it in a different way? And really like letting it play in my brain and take up so much brain space and judging myself and telling myself I should have done things in a different way. But the problem is that when I'm judging myself in that way and telling myself like, oh, you're so stupid, I'm actually never learning from my mistakes. I just end up feeling terrible. So think about a time when you wish you would have done something different and then get curious. How did that behavior, how did what you say make complete sense based on your history, based on your perspective, based on how you see the world? Because we always make sense. So for example, um, I, I'm I, in the, this holiday season when I'm recording this podcast, there's lots of networking and parties and sometimes we can feel kind of awkward in those events. And it makes sense that we would feel awkward, that we would maybe stand in a corner. Maybe some people would even think that we seem unfriendly. It doesn't mean that we actually are unfriendly. It means there is something behind that behavior. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to say something stupid. I don't want to be up late tonight replaying every question I had, every conversation I had from this networking event or from this holiday party. So going to kind of lay back. Everything that we do makes sense always. Now, if we can be curious about ourselves, it now becomes so much easier to get curious about other people. So think for a minute about someone with whom you have a difficult relationship. Maybe a family member, maybe a coworker, a team member, someone who maybe you just sort of struggle to communicate or it feels like you're never on the same page. I want you to consider what your thoughts are about this person. Just what do you think of them? If, I, if you say this person's name, what, ex, what does your brain start coming up with? 
They're so rude. They always jump in. They don't know what they're talking about. They're unqualified. They don't understand me. They don't see the big picture. What is that sentence in your brain when you think about that person? And then I want you to notice if these sentences are coming from knowing, judgment, or assumptions, or if they're coming from wonder and curiosity. Now, without even talking to you, of course, because I can't, it's a podcast, without even talking to you, my guess is that these sentences are coming from knowing, assumptions, judgment. So if we can add a little bit of curiosity alongside of the relationship, it is possible that we can understand this person and from understanding, we can find common ground. Again, you do not have to agree with this person with whom you have a difficult relationship. But if we can infuse some curiosity because we're practicing understanding people and because we're practicing knowing that humans always make sense, here's a few things to consider. How might their words or their behavior make complete sense to them based on their worldview, based on their perspective, based on how they're thinking about the situation? How might you see this person as like fascinating or maybe even someone to learn something from. And I know that might feel like a stretch for some of these folks, but just consider how would you approach a conversation or a meeting or an email or a phone call or a text message? How would you approach it differently if you could infuse a little bit of curiosity into the situation? Now, in my experience, if I can do that, it changes everything because I'm no longer an authority. I'm no longer telling the person how they are in the world. Instead, I'm letting them tell me. I'm getting curious. And from curiosity, we can get to understanding. And from understanding, now a working relationship is so much easier. It is so much more likely. When we're playing in this game of tug of war with another person because they have one idea and we have a different idea and we're just having a hard time communicating, Instead of fighting for your own judgment and assumptions, can you learn to drop the rope in that tug of war and start getting curious? So a couple of things that have helped me and that I'll share with you is one, going into those conversations that you know are going to be tricky because of who you're having them with. Can you get curious? Can you remind yourself everything that they're doing makes sense to them? And I wonder why. I wonder what what is their thinking? Help walk me through how you made this decision. I'm so curious. How did we get here? What's your perspective? What's your opinion of how we got from A to B? Let them talk. Let them explain their perspective because it always makes sense. Practice open-ended questions. When we are in that place of thinking that we know everything and we're not in curiosity, it's very easy for us to either ask zero questions or to ask only closed-ended questions. So open-ended questions are, tell me more, why, how, when, when did you decide this? How did this decision happen? Why did you, why did you go down this road? Now notice that the way I say these questions, the way that I ask them matters. I am not approaching this person to say, why did you do that? In a condescending or a judging tone. I'm keeping the curiosity. I'm keeping the openness. And then we really need to listen to the answers. 
And again, as adults, I think sometimes we forget this part. Sometimes I think we forget to do the listening. So when we're dealing with people, I just want to encourage you to get curious. Pretend like you are visiting a foreign land. You have no idea what the rituals and the customs and the food and the clothing, you have no idea what it is. Just like we don't know the background and the interests and the thought process of the people around us. But if we can get curious, it's a lot more likely that we will understand them a little bit better. And maybe we'll get some understanding of our own. Maybe we'll start to see some of our own biases. Maybe we'll start to see where we have a knowledge gap. Maybe we can understand more of what, why we do what we do. Because the truth is, this is just one big experiment. Everyone's out there doing the best that they can. And if we can become curious, there's such a, um, there's such a higher likelihood of positive relationships and adding in the magic and the wonder in our lives, just like we see in our kids. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I'll see you next week. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.